Hello, all you podcast listeners out there. This is your co-host, Zach Root, and I would just like to welcome you guys to the fifth episode. I had an opportunity to sit down with my father, who was sitting on my right, and his two college buddies. Tom was on my left, and Joe was sitting across the table, and we quickly dove into their crazy amount of races, their diet, or I guess lack of. There was also some playful trash talk along the way. Um, a little bit of language, so I guess that's a forewarning there. Um, but that's what I guess you get when you stick three college buddies back in the same room together. Hope you all get a chance to enjoy. Go. Hello, um, everyone. We are uh, going off the front with, um, for those that don't know, my father, Steve Rue, uh, Tom Anderson, <laughs> and Joe Hawkins, who was clapping. Um, that was, of course, Joe. Um, these guys uh, got a lot of respect for. Obviously, it's my father, um, so I have to have, I guess I'm by default, I have to have respect for him. But Joe and uh, Tom have been doing this crazy, we'll talk about it in a bit, but uh, the way they are pretty athletic and pretty active in their lifestyle is pretty cool, and we're going to go over it. They actually, was it, now was it two weeks ago? Uh, was Key West? A week and a half ago. Well, well. Two weeks ago tomorrow. Two, yeah, two weeks tomorrow. So two weeks ago tomorrow, they did their, well, we don't know. We'll go over that here. You, you've you done how many? So Tom did some homework before yeah, I, this. Yeah, I did a little studying. I've done, it was my 30th half marathon, and then I did 13 marathons, and then we may talk later about our 50-mile race. Yeah, so you did the... You've done an ultra. All you guys did the ultra together. Right. And then I was talking to my dad the other day. You, Tom and you did Boston together, but yo, Joe, you were a Boston finisher, but a different year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So go, we got some Boston. 10. So we got some Boston folks. They did an ultra together. Um, the Key West was their kind of a cool little... Um, they all went to IU, right? Met it dorm? Well, I met Tom in the dorm, and then Joe, I don't know how Joe got in. I used to, I used to crash <laughs> He was parties. friends with Tom, right? Yeah. Joe and I go back to second grade, but uh, we actually became best, better friends when we got to college. And Joe uh, came up my sophomore year, and we'd always come over to our parties over the dorm. Did, was, did he, um, was that your, so that's my freshman year? Yeah, your freshman year. I don't remember him coming to the dorm. He was, no, it would have been late. <laughs> you, probably, you, you, you were. You didn't remember. You were I, in bed. Or yeah. three sheets to the wind. Obviously, the next year you guys yeah, roomed together. Right. Yeah. You'd already drank your six beers and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, Tom got lucky and somehow first job in New Orleans. Yeah. And got to. Did you watch the IU national championship game or just party yeah. with them after? Uh, both. both went to the game. That was the eighty. I moved to New Orleans in eighty one. We obviously won the national championship 81. that year. But and I, I went down two months after that, and then eighty seven. When they were there, I still live there. So okay, I and I will forever be jealous of Tom's photo with. Is it Key Smart? Right, the yeah, guy who hit the game winning shot. Yep, Key Smart. And you were have a photo with him the night after the. Yeah, about two or three hours. That's you so admit, cool. Though going to that game, you couldn't see shit. No, I was the very. It was in the Superdome in New Orleans. And oh, jeez! I had about the worst seat in the house. 
Because your first year in New Orleans, my senior year in college, we went down to, to your place. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And you had two tickets to the to yeah. the tournament, the Final Four. Right. So yeah. I think Martina and I went. Yeah. Yeah. And it was useless because we were so high up there you couldn't even see what was going yeah. on so martina's it was kind a, of a good experience martina's right? another one of their college friends yeah yeah um, so, so those you, are, a, you want to get some depth on how old we are oh no <laughs> here we go do you yeah so when i was 15 living in mississippi i told my mom i was going to rusty slides sly and rusty said they were staying at my house and we drove to baton rouge louisiana for the Mideast Regional, where IU took on Alabama and Marquette in 1976. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. That's when crazy. Won it. So that's when you go see some basketball. I can tell you it's about row 13. Steve doesn't then, unmute his phone. Back then, they did not use Superdomes and bullshit like that. Yeah. Right. Right. So you were, were you an IU fan then? Yeah. Okay, because you grew up in Indiana. Yeah, I had to take in... all that shit from the SEC, man, back in uh, down in Mississippi. when those bastards got beat by Kentucky. So, yeah. Oh yeah, so they're all four of us are IU grads. So right. we're trying yeah. to keep the podcast upbeat after that game we just watched and just witnessed. Um, so there's all that, and so you've done. Uh, so you after New Orleans, you did what? What did you do did you after run in New Orleans at all? A little bit, but not much. And uh, then Joe was all over the place, D.C. and St. Louis. Did yeah. you do any races out there? No, I never. I I ran because a friend of that Rusty, when I was living in St. Louis, I'd never lived in the same address for more than four years. Wow. I was living in St. Louis, and a friend of mine uh, was going to get married in New York. He goes, I run marathons. We're going to have a marathon wedding. And, you know, you can always tell somebody, because the question is, I'll do it. How far is a marathon? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I practice running in our neighborhood about six miles. That's what I got up to. In St. Louis. Do you remember what your time was? Uh, I, I was sure, I had four hours and like almost 45 minutes, somewhere in that range. For never doing one. That's so I got out there. and that's He's saying we, that because they cannot prove it. That was before the internet came out. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's where we go out there, and this guy is running. His girlfriend ran. And we, we, the night before, we partied like hell. We went to the uh, uh, the uh, Bulls played a game. Michael Jordan scored like 50-something points. We drank beer. And next, I was like, when does this race start? And they said, you've got to be on a ferry at 6 a.m. And I saw all these people, and he, he was on a different one. And then I got on, and I saw these people throwing away their, because they gave you tokens to get on a bus if you couldn't make it. And I thought, that has to be for pussies. <laughs> so I threw mine in the water. <laughs> and then I saw these teams that were like Team Italy and Team stuff. And I had, I had white cotton gym shorts on with a red Indiana T-shirt with plastic black, block Indiana letters on it. So I'm sure these guys where I'm from. And uh, they split you up, and it started sprinkling. They split us, split us up because when you run over the first bridge, the officials run on the, the fast people or the official people run on the top of the bridge. I ran under the bridge. The women, I don't know where the hell they came from. You didn't meet them until you got over the bridge when you all merged after about two miles. And I can remember I was approaching mile five. One of the people in front of me on the boat going over were Team Italy. 
and they had these cool ass uniforms, Adidas shoes and all this kind of shit. I bought a pair of airline, they called them Nike Airline. I worked at Airline, but this looked kind of cool. So I bought those were how I picked my shoes. I got about four miles into it, and I thought, I wished I had my token. And then I was running along, and I saw a dude from Italy. Because I thought, what in the hell am I doing here? And this guy, had I'd never seen this in my life. He had shit his pants. And I, you talk about getting a second wind. I thought, you know what? I may be a dumbass, but I didn't come all the way to Italy, from Italy and shit my pants. And from that point on, it was just uh, take your time and get her done. And I saw some. Then you also saw, because uh, this was in 19, uh, what, 86? Because I saw some people in wheelchairs. I'd never seen a wheelchair person competing. Okay. They had almost regular wheelchairs, so I saw them on the bridges. So I got done, and I got done, and uh, we immediately started drinking. Um, and I lost toenails. I didn't realize that was a, after that was something you could do. So, yeah, it was a great experience. So that was your first race? That was there. my first race. Okay. And when was your first race? So I ran, I lived in New Orleans from 81 to 88. And so I did run a couple races in the, in around 87, 88. And then we had our first child and then subsequently second, third. So kind of took it off. And the whole reason I got in running when I turned uh, about 40 years old, I think it was 39 or 40. The year was uh, the uh, year 2000. My daughter, who's now 30 wanted to do the mini marathon in Indianapolis, the half marathon, and wanted to do that race. She was in sixth grade, and so I said, well, I'd train and do it with her. And uh, so that was my first race, and basically um, that was May of 2000 and pretty much ran ever since. I actually got shin splints in that race and took a, couple, a month or two off and really wasn't sure if I was ever going to run again, and Joe had recently moved back to Indiana, and we ended up doing the Colts Stampede, which was a race in August. Uh, and so all of a sudden I said, hey, we ought to start running. And that's really how this all started. Joe and I started running together. That was August 2000. And then Steve, when did you come in? Well, you I don't know if you called me or what, but you were doing the Chicago Marathon. Yeah. And The next year. Yeah, the next year in 2001. And so I, I can't remember if you just called me or how we did it, but then we started, the three of us started training. Yeah, every basically now for 20 years, almost every, well, we've had a few hiccups uh, along the way, but for 20 years, we've all been running together now. Um, I wouldn't have invited you if I knew you were going to beat me every race. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one disclaimer I do want to say on the podcast is that you're going to hear a lot of tough love from these guys, and, you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah, the, great, the funniest thing about that whole race for me is we're, at, we're doing this training, right? Which race? The, the Chicago. Chicago, Marathon. the first one together. We're doing the training, and Tom's, and Joe is, like, hurt or whatever, and he's telling Joe, well, there's a 5K here in Indiana you can run while we're running the race. <laughs> Joe's like, bullshit. I'm running the race. Yeah, we, that was great. We are a little competitive, but we neither. I'm. Have you, Joe? Have you ever beat Steve in a race? I know I haven't. Well, and heck, some of the halves. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. We but dusted him. Well, we did that thing. We blew his doors off down in. Uh, where were we in Tennessee? 
Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Cedar Frostbite. Yeah, yeah half yeah. marathon because yeah. I, I he quit. quit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My knee was. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm the only one sitting at this table that hasn't quit in the middle of a race. I yeah, haven't. I, I haven't, but I haven't done the. I'm trying to think if I ever have before. Besides Jones. that one. I, I do. Besides I that one. Quit. Other than that one. What's that? I didn't really quit. What, he just got a car the, ride. One in Milwaukee? Yeah. He didn't really quit that one. <laughs> They didn't have Uber. They didn't have Uber back then. So what did you do? (laughs) Yeah, just uh, hitchhiked. Well, yeah, I was. No, I was just kind of. I was having difficulties, and of all things, a girl stops by and says, "Do you need a ride?" And it sounded pretty damn good. And I felt like shit. I said, "You know, yeah, I'll take the ride." And then she said, "Where are you going?" I said, "I've got to get towards the finish line." You know, doing this race and. First, she started heading home. She forgot where she was going. And I said, no, you really got to take me to... So she took me up and dropped me off along the lake. This was the Lakefront Marathon in Milwaukee. Yeah, so at about a little over mile 13 is when I was just like, said, this is bullshit. Because the wind was blowing and stuff. And I don't know. We were trying to qualify for Boston. That wasn't going to happen. So I thought, shit. And then when she just, you know, said, you want to ride? I thought, God, that's... Out of the blue, it must have been meant to be. And when she dropped me back off on this open field, she goes, you got to get over there to the, the curb. That path is what you want to follow along the lake. I got over and I was walking. And then there, I was pretty damn close to finish. And everybody, you got your name on your bib. You can do it, Joe. Go, go. So I start running a little bit. And then I start passing people. <laughs> Because you know, I was feeling strong, you know, oh, no. and I came oh, no. charging in, man, and they're calling my name and shit, and I was like, all right, on, man, so, like, it was a tough-ass race, this was like at 3.15, I passed, I finished that thing, and they're meddling me and handing me beers, and I'm like, this is not bad, That's and then funny. I looked at the official time, and it was, because the wind was, it blew over the marker, so I crossed the last working marker. Yeah, you know, and then the, the other next one they had available was the one that was the finish line. So I had a tremendous time. <laughs> Qualified for San Francisco seating and all kinds oh, of great shit. So Tom ran too, and Tom. Yeah. So yeah, so I ran. We were both actually that was in two thousand and four or five, and probably the best shape that I was in for running in these twenty years. So we we're both trying to qualify for Boston, and so as I'm. I kept going. I knew Joe had dropped off because we were running together for the first, whatever it was, 13 miles. And he dropped off, and I kept kind of looking. He was getting farther and farther behind. And so up to about 22 miles, I was on pace to qualify for Boston. This wind was in our face the whole time. But about 22 miles, I kind of hit the wall, and I started slowing down and got to 23, 24. And I realized at 24 miles, I wasn't going to qualify for Boston. So I'm kind of depressed, running, jogging the last two miles in. And as I'm coming up to the finish... I look up, and Joe's at the finish line with a can of beer in his hand and a medal on. It was like, I said, as I'm, he's running alongside of me, you know, and I was like, what the hell? When did you pass me? He says, hurry up, get your medal, and I'll tell you. I, what, do you what do you mean? I said, did, did you qualify for Boston, I said? He said, kind of. I said, what do you mean, kind of? He says, well, just get your medal, and get, let's get out of here. So... As we went off the course, and he had a beer for me and stuff, he told that story, and he he said, well, I took off right there and passed and qualified for Boston, and I missed it by But in defense of Joe, he never went to Boston based on that. I, uh, he did not 
he did run Boston. He was thinking about it. He was thinking about it. He was thinking about it. And that race was in, I think it was in September. What's his name off? Berger, right? Yeah. So that that was in September. Todd Berger, that's the buddy on their running group. You can't go. Yeah. (laughs) So I did that in September, or we did. And then I was in such good shape and so depressed that we didn't qualify. I went down. My son had a soccer tournament in Memphis, Tennessee. And I rode down on the team. They had a chartered bus to go down to Memphis. And the St. Jude Marathon happened. I looked online. It was a weekend that his soccer tournament was. So we rode the bus down. We stayed in a room. And I slept on the floor in the room. And uh, we got Friday night, we got to Memphis about midnight, I slept in the room on the floor and got set the alarm for 5 a.m., took a taxi downtown, and ran the Memphis Marathon by myself, and that's when I actually qualified for Boston. And still showed up for Sam's soccer game. Yeah, yep, I did. <laughs> so those that don't know, all of them, so they went to New Orleans. Joe looks like he was everywhere. Dad, you went to Minnesota, Cleveland, after college, you were you're you're year younger than these. <laughs> you're two years younger than, or a year younger than these, as far as grade, right? Yes. And so, <laughs> so they went. They graduated a year before you. You were in Bloomington another year, and then you well, went. Joe stuck around. Joe stuck around the extra year. Joe did a fifth of victory lap. Yeah, well, yeah. I know when things are right. And that's like, place to be yeah so you went from so bottom line is they all ended up being within a 10 mile radius and raising we all went separate far you know i went to yeah. ohio and Virginia, you know, tom down in new orleans we all ended up back here it was really yeah. cool yeah so you went from i think i did the math from cleveland to new orleans is over a thousand miles so they went from partying and blooming together yeah, two thousand miles apart, and then somehow, and you obviously didn't plan it or anything. You just ended up back in the yeah, but Carmel's know, the like first, the epicenter. The first couple of years that we were, and I don't, just Joe may not have been back here quite yet, but Tom lived in Carmel, and we lived in Pike, and I we rarely saw each other. Right, I saw him more when he lived in New Orleans because we yeah. met in Georgia, went to the football yeah. game, and came up for tailgate. Yeah. yeah, it was really the running thing that. United us, us yeah. again, yeah. Yeah, so, so you hear us talk. We mentioned Berger, and I guess Martina's not in the running group, but how did that come about? Did so, Tom's kind of the the president, the, <laughs> well, no, the founder? So, uh, Joe and I started running, in, like I said, in August of 2000, and then that next fall, sp- spring, we decided we were going to do Chicago, and your dad joined us in 2001 and trained with us. And then Joe brought some people he worked with. And I was just talking about this. We ran this morning. We ran an eight-miler this morning. I was just talking to somebody. There's about probably 15 people in our group now uh, that run. But probably over these 20 years, we probably had 100 people. Some people come for one week, end, and that's it. They're not running anymore. Some people, two or three people have come, run with us a couple of years, and then they've moved out of town and stuff. So, uh, But the group just kind of we kept... You know, you'd be at breakfast afterwards and somebody see you have your running clothes on and they'd come up and talk to you. And so, you know, we would invite, hey, come out and meet us on Saturday. We meet meet on Saturday mornings uh, for the last 20 years, like at 6.30. The big difference now is back when we first started training, our long runs were 
three miles and we were done in a half yeah. hour or less. Six miles yeah. and, and then now it's ten. Now it's ten unless we're training traditionally. To, yeah, if we're training for a marathon, we you know get up to you know twenty two miles on our training runs on a Saturday morning. Yeah, and similar to um myself and Josh on the Triloco team, very, very uh organic. Right. Because you one, Nicole joined the group. Yeah. You guys were running and Shelly just said you guys had seen her a couple Saturdays in a row in the mornings, and right. Shelly just yelled to her, hey, we're here, want to join us, and then she joined the running group. And it's a very organic, you just saw people in running clothes on the mowing on or wherever. Yeah, she, she met all the qualifications. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to all of the, do you have a name? For the running group? Uh, team Monon is what we... Shout out to all the Team Monon out there. Hopefully they all listen. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, they're going to. Yeah, they're, the, whole, the whole group. There's, like I said, there's 15 to 16 of us that are pretty consistent now. I, we were running this morning. Thing is, we're all getting old. Uh, the two of the oldest are 60... One of them 67. And yeah. I think the youngest one that runs with us now probably is mid-50s or low-50s. So 54, we got... 54, Yeah, so we got about 15-year span. But... We've noticed in the last couple of years, uh, there's a lot of, I don't know if it's old age or injuries have crept in. And so, like today, we ran and there were, Joe was there, and we had Steve was there, I was there, Jim McMahon, Marcy, and Marcy, was that it? So yeah, we had five it. people out of the 15 show. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it goes in ways, I know there was a year, and this is how I got into triathlon, was... I can't remember if Jim was doing it that summer or I had always Jim been, I played, I played soccer and so I had it running endurance from soccer and just grew up on a bike and then swimming. I swam till high school yeah. competitively um, and I can't remember if it was you or mom, dad, that said, why don't you try a triathlon and of course I get your Schwinn out and we go up to Cicero <laughs> and I did my first one and yeah. I think it was the running group it was either jim or marcy does them yeah there's there are um, probably five or six people in our group that do try out. yeah they're not just the running group yeah, they're jim was probably really the first person joe does some but not not back then yeah so that's how i kind of got into the whole thing and yeah gave it a go you know i said 100 people so zach you obviously have joined us a few times to run my daughter just moved back in town She's been running with us, so periodically our kids will join, and now you kids are all grown up, so you you know, so you know, <laughs> you know that age, that fifteen year span isn't that different when you're sixty years old. It's a big difference when you're thirty and fifteen, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, although yeah. between being thirty five and what we are, the right. speed is much much different. Yeah. Your speed starts <laughs> to slow down. Oh yeah, it's way different than it was. Yeah. Even 10 years ago. Yeah, you can tell Joe's starting to age a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if it's that or the, I, I, something. If something hits you. Yeah. It, and then injuries get, they, they piss you off because they don't go away like they used to. Right. I see, you know, the recovery's yeah. not. They, well, the right. recovery is you you could recover and even sometimes run a little injured. Now, if you don't do it right, you just wind up injured again. Yeah. Yeah. Which I spent a whole, spent a lot of time doing that kind of shit, thinking I'm good to go, and you're not. So. Yeah, I talked to Shelly today, and so she's one of the girls in the group, and she's, so she's probably 55? No, I think she's 53. Or... Better get that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah this is recorded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's going to come <laughs> after you. She, she looks 40. like she's 35. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, she, 
So she had a stress fracture. Of course, she self-diagnosed, right? right. So we don't really yeah. know Doctor. for sure. But so she, uh, whatever she was, so she was just doing elliptical. And she told me that she hurt her Achilles in her other leg. On the elliptical. And so now she's not doing anything. Yeah. We, our whole, the group, we've had. Because I asked her, I think you said yeah. she was running and she's not. She yeah. said she's not doing anything. She's not doing CrossFit or anything. Yeah, our group has come and gone. We've got two or three people that still join us for breakfast, but, you know, we've got back problems, Dave Schwartz, and we've got a probably the fastest runner in the whole group, Todd Ponder. Well, um, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I, probably, I've, I've, I've handled him several times. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. He, he's fighting oh, some yeah. injuries. And, yeah. uh, and then I actually, I said I've been running 20 years straight, but I actually I took a year off because I broke my hip That's in right. a bike accident. So I didn't run for uh, 53 weeks. Yeah, these guys are, oh, we didn't even... That's why I like telling people so that the podcast is just a conversation. Foot, a fucked up shoulder. <laughs> broken shoulder. So, yeah. A tragic bike accident. A tra- yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys did the... Were you there doing the rain ride when Tom heard his hip? No, I did it the same. No, no, no. You were. Yeah. Yeah. But we Joe wasn't together. doing it. But so, so we have... So add that to the list. Yeah. Did you add that to your paid events? No, I didn't. That, I didn't add that. So that's a different. Dad, different. you've done rain the rain ride. So those that don't nice. know, there's a ride across Indiana. Um, for yeah. the lesser yeah. athletes out there. It's one and a half. Yeah, it's 163 miles. Uh, You've been at 100 and some, 105. Probably. I got 105 the first time. Yeah. And then yeah. 163 and the then, second. Yeah, I've done it both of them. Tell that times. story about we how you, I mean, if you don't mind. You guys, yeah. So we were doing, some of the group had started thinking about riding, and uh, so we all ended up taking up riding, so we were riding some. And so there's a rain ride right across Indiana. It's 163 miles, runs People not familiar, it runs from Terre Haute on the west all the way to Richmond on the east. It's a one-day ride. So we were riding, and... Uh, you're, you're acting like somebody outside our group's going to listen to this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, somebody out of the country, you know. Somebody just out trying of the to get the geography right. not understand what that hey, we, is, hey, right? Hey, th- this is a broad podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't <laughs> knock it. <laughs> Don't knock it yet, all right? I've got friends in Denver and Florida. Oh, okay, and, that's true. Tom will listen to it like five times. Oh, yeah. He'll get our, our count, our <laughs> listen count up. Right, yeah. But, but we were kind of in a peloton, you know, all drafting off each other, and we are about 105 miles into the ride, and the very lead rider kind of pulls. People who ride realize if you draft, it really helps. I was the second one in line, and there was 10 people behind me. Yeah, at least. It was a yeah. huge group, and we were we were, yeah, we're flying. flying. Well, and in fact, I can tell you exactly. 20. Yeah, we were, well, that's what caused it. 25. What happened was the lead rider, you know, he's hand signaled that he was going to drop off to the back, and I was going to be the lead rider. And I was the second one in line, and I looked down to see how fast we were going just so I could keep that pace. And when I looked, we were going about 22, 23 mile an hour. My wheel drifted into his and hit it. And I ended up flipping on my bike. Luckily, the 10 to 15 riders behind me saw what was going on and swerved around. And I flipped, broke my collarbone, broke my hip, uh, actually my acetabulum. So ended up in a wheelchair yeah, for a while and crutches. But uh, And the yeah, doctor told me to never yeah, run. Yeah, doctor said, right. don't ever but, run again. Yeah. So he's ran like... So thirty races. Don't don't ever run again, and you're at work in a wheelchair. The next what? Next. How many days later? A week. Yeah, a week week later. He told me never to run again, and I said, uh, "Well, how long does it take this thing to heal before you can can't damage anymore?" He said about a year. So I waited fifty three weeks and started running again. And fortunately for me, I I, hopefully it won't come back to haunt me when I'm older. But I 
that was so that was uh, 2011 that happened 2012 i started running again and i've had no aches or pains whatsoever so good 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 yeah i've had i had a shoulder surgery in two novembers ago and was out for six i was in a sling for six months and so everybody's dealt with some sort of something i mean i recovered easy because i'm still younger unlike you guys but (laughs) but, yeah that's for sure yeah so the ultra the epic ultra that i don't know i tell people that stupidest thing i've ever seen that's exactly what i tell i'll let somebody else talk about it It was stupid because i came in last place i don't know about joe but for me it was like my dad was 50, he lost his leg due to, uh, well, I don't want to say, diabetes, drinking, smoking, some other things. And I always, so I always have these crazy benchmarks. When I'm 50, and I thought about this, and I, I always float my ideas, most of which are bad to Tom. <laughs> and, and what uh, does Tom say, yes to all no, of them? No, he says no to all of them. <laughs> but I float them out there, and I wanted, to, I started trying to get this 50 thing, and I knew with Steve it wouldn't work if he thought it came from me, so then Tom started talking more about doing 50, and I just kind of wanted to do it just to see if I could do that, and then, you know, that's how you do this stuff, you think of something new, because you're bored, uh, and then it started becoming serious that we were going to do this 50. What's that? Your mouth's covering your, oh, your head, anyway, and it might be covering your mouth. We started, we started becoming, you know, it's more, more and more uh, evolving that when we're turned 50, we're going to run 50. And then uh, the training was just, you think about today we ran eight, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I ran eight. Training <laughs> That's what like, I was going to ask. Tom did... was like, yeah. well, today we're going to run thir- whatever the hell the 30. number was, 30. Yeah. And we're going, oh, okay. We're going to stop and eat. But he goes, <laughs> but we get to stop at McDonald's, and we get to order the food. And I thought, well, that doesn't sound bad. Because <laughs> we were going to get a freaking Big Mac during a run. I thought, that's pretty good. And, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah that, that was, was so that stupid. That was the dumbest thing ever. Was so 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 we're running, we're going, yeah, what? I think at mile 18, he's going to let us have a burger. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we really underestimated that. And I don't, our training was not even. I think our thought, longest run was probably 35. Yeah, 35, 35. So it's safe to say that training was probably the reason it was idiotic. You didn't put in oh, the time. No, no, no. It was the whole thing. <laughs> you think was so? Idiotic. Yeah, it was. It's such it a bad real, idea that there's it. no reason to train. <laughs> like when I did New York or when I tried to do that Ironman thing. It's like, you know, if you really thought about it and put in the work to do it, you'd realize way yeah. sooner. Yeah. I love race day and how bad yeah, I Yeah, but it's, is. it is the day before race day, so we're driving up in Tom's <laughs> van, right? We got five of us. We're driving up. We stop at Arnie's Hot Dogs in Munster and have hot dogs. <laughs> oh, my fries. gosh. Well, at and 10 o'clock at night, right? Yeah, well, like we get into Chicago. Park? We stayed yeah. in a... At a Hi. pretty nice hotel. Yeah. But some of us, I don't know who slept on the floor. Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe had a mattress, air yeah. mattress. Yeah, one that actually blew up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean one that two hours Same. later you yeah. wake up on the floor yeah. still? Well, so, Key West, we had one room. Tom gave him, just this race we just did, Tom, we go to the campground. <laughs> we're, we're camping the night before this half marathon, and he's like, I got it. <laughs> It'll have a slow leak. It'll probably last <laughs> morning. 20 minutes into camping, Joe's flat on the ground. <laughs> that was a great. But anyway, back to Chicago. Then we, so we get there, we we sleep four or five hours, and we get up, and the race is at 
It's like six, I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah. And we <laughs> drive down and we go to that. Uh, like poles just go. Bing, what, bing, bing, it was a beach house or bath house. 63rd Street Beach House, right across yeah. from Science and Industry. And I can remember like, we're in there. It's six in the morning. This is October. And it is sleeting. You can see the sleet in the sideways. Yeah, yeah in the in the uh, light that was there, you know, for the park. And we're all huddled up against the side of the building. Everybody running, and and it was this was how, you know, it was such a big race that the guy comes out with the mic and says, "This is Ready? Chicago Marathon, right? No, no this Chicago. Is this, is the, this is the it's, ultra. It's, it's called the okay. le- Lakefront." Yeah, yeah. but it wasn't really that big of a race. Who was it? It was huddled up. You throw your stuff on this on this uh, they tarp. They did a U.S. team though. Remember the U.S. Yeah, Olympic, or not? Yeah, but they were like say. ready, set, go. <laughs> yeah, that was it. It was like <laughs> no went. gun, no, no. I don't no, even I think did. they played the national anthem. Oh man. no, they did. They were like ready, <laughs> set, go. So we'll see you in like nine hours. Yeah, and then we just took off, and so it was. One of the questions I have for you is, for all three of you, is uh, what is your nutrition to allow you to be able to do it this long? Oh, shit. <laughs> we are the worst. So those that don't know, we these are the three worst are probably, example. yeah, don't ever follow their right. sometimes training regime. Your, your marathon training stuff is probably, you guys probably have it down by now, but... Yeah. The nutrition, I don't know about Tom and Joe, but my dad's been all over the map with his nutrition. And I love telling, I love having my dad tell the story about when you first did your couple first marathons, what was your pre, no, this pre-race was, this meal? Was, these were 10Ks. So before 10K, what was your pre-race? pre like a big snicker bar and a Mountain Dew was my pre-race <laughs> ritual. And I now swear they, to God, and when just I was in think, Ohio, my first just, race... Just think, a Mountain Dew and you, a big Snicker bar. You guys have came from that to gels and yeah. honeycomb right. energy, exactly. you know, no. things you pop halfway through that help right. your endurance, right. and you guys are eating Mountain Dews and so I don't tablets know. Tablets and all the others. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that, I would have to admit, that's that? one, that'd be my one area of improvement would be nutrition. Uh, before the Boston Marathon in 2006 that Steve and I did, Joe and I did in 2010. <laughs> that was great. Um, I had a friend from New Orleans um, that we hadn't seen each other in 15, 20 years. And so the night before the race, uh, he lived in Connecticut. Me, me and my wife, Lori, we drove over and met him and his wife and actually their kids at a place and had dinner. And I had meatloaf the night before the race, <laughs> before the Boston Marathon. Um, meatloaf, it was yeah. great. And I don't think meatloaf's high on the uh, no. r- running no. pre-meal schedule. <laughs> Pre-workout no. meal. Yeah. It was like that, um, when I did that um, Inland Trace Trail thing with Graber, right. we went to... Dave Graber's another member of the, uh, of the running, running group. So we did it together. We did it, I can't remember why. You guys did Chicago and we did it because Dave had uh, hernia surgery yes. so we did a accelerated thing but when we went to that we went to zach's grandma's uh up in cleveland, yeah, up in cleveland. so we went there for dinner was i and it was like meatloaf and chicken and all this pasta and bread and everything so like, else it was like, like oh my god i don't know where it's, that side of the family is italian so Oh, yeah. When you sit like, down to eat a meal with grandma, she's like gonna cook the full sides and everything. Peppers and yeah, and, and Graber was like, 
Uh, I don't know. He's just passing the plate around. He's not getting any of it right. That's been the problem with this. I look at it as a trade-off. I'm like, well, if I run, I should be able to do what the hell I want. If I yeah. run, I should be able to drink. I mean, it's, it's bad because you're thinking there's a lot of races where I start off hungover. And you're just thinking this race is really going to clear my mind. Yeah. And then I yeah. have to have beer. Joe, it's mean, a horrible way to do it, but it's it worked a long time. <laughs> we, well, Joe uh, actually was the one, only one, I think. So, you know, we talked about doing the ultra, the fifty miler, and the marathons and the half marathons. Actually, us three and nine other people did uh, a relay race, two hundred mile relay. That's race. right, the Bourbon the Chase Bourbon Trail. Chase. Yeah, and so you show up on one day, and you, uh, we ended up doing it in about twenty four hours, two hundred miles. Twenty six, wasn't it? Uh, twenty six, maybe. Yeah. Whatever it was, we, but, you know, and at the end, you end up, you go through all these bourbon things, but, you know, you're not really supposed to be drinking bourbon, but Joe had a little bourbon before the whole race started. <laughs> you know, we were up for, you know, 26 hours straight. Actually, you had to figure out how to sleep and all that. So Yeah, we uh, had know, two bands of sex, and yeah, just you just relay with 12 people. Yeah, so. It's a logistic. Yeah, what happens is one run on that, we run five miles. Then he hands off to the next person. The van runs seven, and the next person runs four. It's re- really neat. Uh, I would say maybe one of the funner events I've ever done uh, was probably the, one of the more memorable ones was that uh, relay race. Yeah. And then now Steve didn't join us. You didn't do the two thousand and seven no. uh, no. Chicago Marathon. So, no. So Joe and I did that with a group, and our group all stayed downtown Chicago. And anybody who knows me knows I'm kind of frugal. And we uh, kind of, yeah, kind of. So Joe and I decided we didn't want to stay in a big Chicago, so we stayed. Did you stay at, in the birdie van? No, we no, stayed. No. We camped at uh, <laughs> Indiana, Dunes, which, Indiana Dunes, which Indiana Dunes, and we st- uh, camped. And then we caught the train that goes to the North Shore that goes yeah, across to Chicago. Cost us about six bucks. And then we ran the marathon. And then I had called ahead and found a bicycle shop that let us pay two dollars to do a shower after the race. And then. We went out with our friends that did stay down in town. Then we rode the train back to the campground and camp. So, and then I sold my medal afterwards and my shirt because I had enough medals and shirts. So that race cost me about forty bucks all in. Yeah, but you know what? When Tom's talking about camping before a race, we camp for a race. Done it, I guess just twice. But when you do, they always talk about you need to sleep the night before that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's like I don't give a shit. You know, we went up there and we want to stay in the campground. I'm like, yeah, because we'll just lay there. And you I don't. We... It's kind of nice because I thought, well, because I, you know, we always thinking about your little whatever little ail- ailments you might have or aches. I thought, you know, if we sleep on a slope, I bet I can sleep with my head down here and my feet up here, and that will help my circulation. <laughs> and uh, you know, you can't get this at a Holiday Inn, brother, or a Marriott. <laughs> but you can get it at uh, where the hell were we were? Indiana Dunes. It's Indiana become, Dunes, man. It was it's actually time. become a national park as of yeah, that's right. That's right. And we pull up, and that's when Tom was cruising in his convertible Mustang. So yeah. we pull in there, and we both crawl into the old pup tent. <laughs> <laughs> I know the whole campground was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so those that don't know, about, I refer you're to you're talking about sleeping the night before. Getting a good night's sleep the two nights before the actual event, so we we certainly did that at Key West. 
<laughs> oh, no. Yeah. People don't know, so we stopped it. We picked well, Joe up. We were 24 hours late, first of all. <laughs> yeah, we drove down. Tom and I drove, and we met Joe down in... Um, yeah, this was just two weeks ago. Benita Springs. And so we get down there on Friday, and the, the race is actually on Sunday. Right. So we drive down, and another guy that runs with us, Jim, Jim McMahon, McMahon, we go there... Picking up Joe, we stay the night with them, and we're playing euchre, and we proceed to drink a half a bottle of uh, Crown. <laughs> Crown. And, and a bottle of Johnny Walker. Yeah, and Johnny Walker, too. <laughs> so, we are just like sideways. two nights yeah. before the race. Yeah, we drank, and yeah, we drank a 12-pack, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that was from early yeah, on. But then, and then we go to bed. I don't even know what time we went to bed. Yeah, but we were up at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, because we had a... Basically, from Benita Springs, yeah. which is near Fort Meyer, to Key West, we had a little traffic uh, once we got on the Keys. It was almost a six-hour drive. Now. Yeah, yeah. So. And so, and then we camped. Then we camped. <laughs> then we did the race. That was great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Those that don't know, everyone referred to the birdie van. Joe had a little business venture of his own and was selling um, bird seed and bird feeders for a little while and Hello he bought this Birdie van and he called it the bird uh, well yeah. yeah Hello Birdie was the business yeah. right? Hello Birdie was the business and I think Bird, he, I think he drove that Hello Birdie van up to Kinderville I didn't go up yeah there. he did yeah. oh so we the first the actually so my dad has <laughs> my done a triathlon try. his my only try only try he <laughs> went to we went up to the lake that he grew up ice skating, yeah. fishing. Mixer Lake. You used to drop. You used to take the motorcycle out and oh, on yeah. the ice and drop it and slide, oh, yeah. sit on slide one side of the motorcycle so and then slide across. And he got a swim in it. How many years later? In his first try up oh, in Kindleville, yeah. Joe slept in the birdie van and Joe. There for a while, that hey, was his tent. You guys, was the back of his van. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, this is a great story. So we're up. Me and my dad are, of course. It just is the theme: sleeping in a tent the night before yeah. events, right? So we're and in. And then Joe's got the van. Joe's in the van. We had a couple friends that had campers. A and camper. Then, yeah, and then Jim and Shelly yeah. were in the hotel. They got a hotel room, yeah. which they and, were the smartest of the bunch. And I think before, I'm gonna blame it on you. But I think before you were like, wouldn't it be hilarious if there was a giant storm in ice and sh- tonight? And sure enough, he had to be about, about midnight. Yeah, about midnight. I swear, that lightning coming. bolt. So we were right next oh, to yeah, a, yeah. Um, it was a softball complex, yeah, right? Softball. You know, they had the big yeah. lights. I swear, four lightning bolts throughout the night hit one of those light, yeah. one of those, uh, light poles. Right by where we were. And it was raining sideways, and we're sitting in there, and all of a sudden, it's like, drip. Yeah. Drip. <laughs> Fucking tent starts leaking. We're in there, and it's just raining sideways. Yeah. We had a blow-up mattress, oh and you God. had... I had a sleeping pad, and you had a blow-up mattress, and, and my so my room. sleeping pad's only about an inch thick. Yeah. So you're in a tent, you think, you know, what, what how big is the oh, yeah. blow-up mattress is six inches yeah. higher... Than the sleeping pad, and yeah. sure enough, I because there was a moat all yeah. the way around. So I got the, off the, the I got off the sleeping pad and got on yeah. the mattress with my dad at what thirty and your oh, yeah. fifth. <laughs> well, how oh, old yeah. were you? And we're sleeping next to each other. Yeah, yeah. T- the, the best thing <laughs> with about the moat around like two in the morning. It's raining sideways, and I gotta take a leak. 
Yeah. <laughs> and get out there. And just I was already pee out there. Outside the tent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's We're raining. Standing out there peeing outside. Nobody the tent. can see you. Like your I, dad. I was out there peeing. Sure enough, I hear him get out. He goes, Oh, you scared the shit out of me. I go, I'm just pissing, dude. He, he's like right there. And I'm like, Nobody's out here. It's pouring down rain. I'm just getting sopping water. That was brutal. Yeah, it was that next day was beautiful for me. Yeah, the next day it actually ended really up being. Nice. I say the problem was the. Uh, so those that haven't done the, uh, I think they still do the Kindleville Try. If you ever yeah. get up there, the yeah. terrain is grassy, muddy, forested. So yeah. it well, was. It, it would have been good. It was a cross country. Yeah. That's the cross country. Well, see, course. if you'd have been like me out in front, <laughs> it wasn't so muddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the time you got where I was, there were all those you footprints. Did. You did. Joe and win in, did you win the your age group in yeah. that? I yeah, was, I was. That was when I could still hook a little bit. Yeah. Joe talking about off the front or out front. So we this Key West thing, uh, just a week and a half ago, Steve was the fastest. I came in second, and uh, Joe came in third. But. You know, when we finished, we didn't, we, we kind of knew Third, it. But that had, doesn't mean overall. But they had unlimited. between the three of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they had unlimited yeah. free beer. We have our own podium. Oh, yeah. And I know that your uh, Steve had about the three beers down before Joe finished. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the, that was the first, like you had said, that was the first race I'd ever been to that, they just had unlimited beer. Yeah. beer. I mean, it was like okay, yeah, that's just awesome. Like big ice yeah. down vats full of beer. When we would, when we would run Chicago, they give you a little. I would well, Chicago beer. wasn't bad. You, when you it was uh, sponsored. I don't know if it still is by Goose Island. Or I would assume so because that, that's a brewery yeah, there. Running yeah. like, and I would just always think of them. I pass through here and blow off this shit about the shoe thing that they take off or your or your metal and shit, i just keep running. And I'd run all the way up there and I'd say, hey, have you seen anyone else run up here today? <laughs> they say no. I go, well, I need to get a beer. Because I, I didn't win, but I ran the furthest. <laughs> yeah, beer, man. And they'd give you beers, and I'd just, if I'd sit there, I'd walk back, and then I'd get my metal and my shoe and all that shit done later. But they, yeah. they, they, and they gave you a full beer. So it was unlimited beers after that race. Key West. Oh, yeah. Key I've West. done, we've done, I've done the 317 race with my dad, which I'd recommend. It's a cool little, yeah. and you get two free beers, a pen, free Penn Station you sub. and four beers, though. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> well, they only allow two, and then you go through the line, and only give them one ticket instead of yeah. the worst So you get oh, yeah. two Fucking beers. Oh, yeah. free beer ever was that monumental mile. Yeah. Do you remember that? I show? didn't do it. Was that? Did you do it? The Monument Mile yeah. where you haul ass. Because me and you did it last year, but you're not talking about I the beer last year. last year. Okay, we you were the there. That's year. right, your daughter. Yeah, Tom and I ran it the first year. The very first year there. And I was like all excited because they give you a free beer at the end. So I thought, you know, I'll run a mile for a beer, and I'll run freaking hard. So we run down there, and we ran hard. We get down there, and I go to get my beer, and they're like, you need ID. I'm like, you motherfucker. You got my goddamn... You know, first of all, look at me. Yeah. Bat, the problem with me is... Bat, and then you got, it's on your bib. It's on your bib. First of all, they got a thing to make sure you ran. They don't want to give a beer to somebody who just walks up with an ID. So there it is. It's got my name, my qualification, all this shit. And it's, they're looking at the thing. And it says my age because I registered. So now we go... Not a mile, but we still have to go like right. half a mile to go get our IDs and come back. I thought, well, it'll be worth it. 
we get up there and they got all these cans of beer and they go, here's your free beer. It's a Dixie cup of some sample of shit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that now. The locos don't go slim on the alcohol after events, do they? Yeah. They should not, no. They don't. No, they do. Well, yeah, they, they also have their, they, they have a good variety too. Oh, yeah. So. From the folks down in Kentucky with <laughs> bourbon. They bring bourbon up when they come down, so. Yeah, you guys uh, have been the full full gamut, pretty inspirational. I think, and I think the point now is, we've always done this, at least, is try to find things to do. To, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's another one over there, right? So anyway, uh, what we're always trying to do, at least now I look at this stuff, is uh, I can't, I, you know, it's hard to win anything. Or even now, PR, right? Now it's hard, well, PR's out, you know. Unless, yeah. Unless I pick something totally new that I've never done before. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the tough part now is even just what do you want to do? So now it's, I think it's going to become more destination. I would have never gone to Key West other than just to go to the destination. That's cool what you guys did so that. So now i got to have Tom. i got to keep floating Tom ideas and see which ones he wants to do. Because I, I sit around and spend a lot of time looking at what looks cool. So it was in Oregon, running in whatever, running in what, what, you know, what's happening, and I'll filter it out and see if there's any interest. Was Key West your idea then? Well, I, kind of, I don't know. I kind of yeah. sent it over to Tom, I think, to look at it. I, yeah. I, it's, it's not going to happen on my own. You know? yeah, Joe would say, hey, we ought to do this. And uh, then he leaves it up to me. To, <laughs> you like, get all the promote. logisticals. You do your yeah. homework, whereas Joe yeah. just finds it on an ad online. Right. Right. And well, you I'm, actually do your homework like right. you did for this podcast. Well, well like, most of the time I tell him no. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of it is, like, if somebody, if somebody said, Joe, what do you think about this? Let's do it. Oh, Yeah. Well, the do-it part would suck because it's not going to be executed. <laughs> yeah. Where if Tom decides he wants to do it, if he does decide he wants to do it, it'll all be organized and, and, uh, and it'll, it'll work. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, sometimes, though, it's just like this last trip. That was a long... <laughs> that was a long... <laughs> well, Joe flew trip. down and flew back during yeah. the middle of the trip. Steve and I drove 3,200 miles, so we had a... It's two weeks. We both retired, so... We got time to do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we had we had one of our guys in our running group advise us that we should really wait till we're 62, but Steve and I didn't take his advice. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, I do have to uh, go over. We have to, for all those folks that get tired in the swim on a triathlon, we have to go over the, you call it the most efficient stroke in the game, right? It's called the squid you, word. The squid word. Yeah. So if you ever are just gasping for air on your swims. I don't think Tri Locos looked into this as they should. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so this is your – when did you first discover Back the squid stroke. word? When I, when I tried to and, – unfor- and fortunately, I tried to sign up for an iron full, and they were sold out, so I said – Fortunately. I guess I'll do a pussy half. <laughs> so I signed up. And then I thought, the next thing I should just probably sign up for LA Fitness to get in a pool. <laughs> because so you had never... So you I signed up for a triathlon before you ever swam before. December and then January I got in a pool. And I thought, fucking 20 yards is long. Well, whatever it is. <laughs> 25 or whatever. 25 I couldn't yards. get there. I could not get there. I thought, and you're signed up for a half Iron Man. Yeah. So I thought, how can you do this? And I could, I can do the because I'd always swam uh, kind of horizontal, or vertical. Yeah. You know, my head's up here, and my feet are directly below me, and 
and Doggy paddle I would either go almost. this direction to get the if it's depends on what it is. If you cliff dive, you just kind of swim this way. But if you're in the water and somebody has a ski rope over here, you do whatever you have to do to get this. Yeah, direction. directional so swimming. That's you just, all I ever did. Yeah, the side stroke is always pretty effective. Yeah, so that's my go-to stroke. Is the side stroke. You didn't know about the Squidward though. No, I didn't. No, I don't know if I could do Freaking works. It rocks, man. And where it really rocks, it, you know, is when I'm not good in legs at all um, because you can't see where you're at. The spotting's the spotting's hard for a lot of people. And you can breathe fine. You can check people out, and you can just take your, you know, you. Whoosh, so how's it go? So so what, okay, let's go. Let's go over this real quick. Can't see yeah, so they can't word. see you over going. Okay, so here we go. You ready? So you you're. What are your legs you doing? Reach out above you, take a big like old breath. Stroke. Yeah. Well, except it's not your stroke, and you're just doing like this. You're pulling down your water to your sides. So you're like a you're doing the breaststroke with your arms, Upside but on your down. back, like yeah. but on your back. So they're to your sides, like you're back. like you're flapping your wings, like you're making a bird symbol to somebody. Back. But come yeah. on, and then is, I'm go, sure this sounds great. When you go whoosh, podcast, right? they're you like, what? Should you stay straight? Yeah, this is where we lost all of our listeners. Yeah, well, but well, you, um, you glide. Now, yeah, you'll, I lost all the. Tribe. What are your feet doing during this? For all those that you need to get, go, whoosh, but you get like a. You're, so you're so you're frog kicking. Yeah, you do. The so frog you're frog kick, kicking you at the down, same exact time and then as you're your, like your pencil man, baby, and you go straight. Well, you hope you go straight. Now, where it kicks ass, and I've only done it once, was you do the Louisville try. You've got you, you, they're fucked when I get the Louisville try. Because I can see both sides now. I can see the I can see a bank, and I can see if you can see both sides, I know I'm straight. So those that don't know, the Louisville Try is in the Ohio River that, yeah. that separates Indiana from river, from. Because I can see both sides, I know I'm going straight. So going. and there's a so there's a um, it's like an island in the Ohio River, mm-hmm. and the sprint portion is between. The, there's a body of water between the island and the. Yeah. The bank. Yeah. And so you can see, yeah, I've done it several times. You could see both sides if you stood there. And actually, you can because so there have been there parts. I look at the competition. I go, whoosh, and I see him behind me. I go, whoosh, and I see him behind me. And I get out and I do all the other stuff. I don't even ride fast. I just ride to keep, get ready for my run, you know. And I run, I get done, they give me that little, little bath. I'm all done. <laughs> <laughs> I got my age done. <laughs> the age group board is a, it's now, really cool. Now, where it doesn't work out is if somebody puts me in a, and this is where it's bad, is you get into deep, you get into deep water. Yeah, or straight across. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, straight, but I can, if it's straight, I can kind of hang to the side of people and I might lose a lot of ground. But when you're going around buoys. Yeah, yeah. Like which is, which is what, 80%? Iron is bullshit. <laughs> Because you can't get to where you need to be, and there's people running over you and stuff. Where was, oh, that was uh, Muncie. That where was the girl, shit. you got I, 200 yards, and the girl is like, oh, do you need help? <laughs> so listen, yeah, tell that yeah, story. Tell that story. Got 1.2 miles to go. I, 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 I've only had point two into two. it. They're like, do you need help, sir? I've had two, <laughs> I've had, I think I've had two so far. Kendallville. And a couple where I haven't had somebody actually ask me <laughs> if I need help or if I'm going to make it. So those who don't know, there's people on kayaks and boats yeah. and rowboats. They're lifeguards along the, along the swim line next, next to the buoys. And see. Joe's been asking, sounds like 99.9% of the races you've been in yeah. where swimming's involved. They've asked you if you're okay, yeah, sir. Yeah, so I usually just think all I got to do is get out of this thing. So it's funny because when I got out of the Muncie thing, I... Threw away my goggles, threw away all my shit, and I was, 
I was having a pissy fit. Well, everybody else is running up there. I'm bitching at the water. I'm bitching at it. And I thought, you know, it's not the best way to do your, what they call transition times. Yeah. And I'm so pissed at that water. I, I just want to go take a piss in the water before I leave. And go up the hill because it's, uh, it's hard. I wish I knew how to swim. I do, and part of it, because I'm so good at the Squidward, I never learned how to swim well enough because it's too easy to convert. So, the, so if you get anything from this podcast... If you're ever in any event and you're struggling, just it just if you and you hopefully you haven't been asked by one of the safety officials if you're okay, sir. Yeah. You, you should yeah. keep going. You'll be all right because there's yeah. there's all Joe, there's almost Joe's always been, a Joe over there that's Squidward. Yeah, and Joe's probably been in the medical tent after more races than anybody in our group, right? Yeah, yeah probably. I think Donna went one time. And Graber was in Boston. What's Graber, his name? Um, Graber was. Oh, who's the guy that we saw at the mini? Uh, Scott? No. Oh, M- McQuarrie. McCurdy. McCurdy. Yep. That, that was... McCurdy. We, Matt, Scott McCurdy's one of the runners yeah. of the group. And he's, he's many times the fastest runner in the group. In the other half, yeah. uh, he's not. His first Boston, he decided to go to a medical tent and take a nap. And they were going to transport him back to the finish line. And he decided he... Couldn't wear that shirt if he didn't finish. So he got up after a half hour nap and finished the race. We it was funny because we went Zach and I and Drew and to see my daughter and, and Drew's her, her husband run the mini. And so we went to the start and everything. And then we drove out by the track. Tom come on and off. And all of a sudden, here comes McCurdy's walking. Yeah. So we <laughs> he's did. like. Scott's Can I get a ride? <laughs> Scott's done. He rode with us back to the finish. Scott's done the Carmel Marathon with me the first four years we had it. Yeah, and uh, we did the whole marathon. I, I don't I don't know whether he beat me every time or he didn't. There's I, no way he did because one well, time he took but, a nap, I know, well, went home and thing. slept. And I, I never really Mount paid finish. attention because I never. But I'm, I'm, I don't th- know if he ever did, because what would happen is, you know, if he ran his race, because his two daughters ran at Purdue, they're fast as hell. One almost qualified for Olympic trials. Oh, wow. Okay, she so she, they're faster than shit. Minutes. But it was so funny. We'd take off. It's like, I don't see him. I think he is gone. And I'm trying to find him. Yeah, I think he's gone. And then we're running around, and then all of a sudden people start asking me. I'll run by people, and they're like, oh, where's Scott? Michael Scott's in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we finished the race, and all of a sudden, later he comes and said, problem with the Carmel Marathon is it goes by his house. <laughs> yeah. And he'll pull into his house, and he'll catch a quick nap <laughs> if he's not feeling good. He's done that twice. If it yeah. works, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I, yeah, you know, we're talking about five hours. I so, know, I know. But Diana, the best part is Diana's wife is on the outside of the neighborhood, and she'll run by and she'll say, "Where's Scott?" And I'm like, he's "Probably at home." Yeah. <laughs> you should go home. Yeah. For him. Yeah. So I didn't realize is it looks like this only does an hour. So I'm gonna stop it and then restart it. I don't worry about that. We, unless you want to do, unless you want to do more, are we done? Oh, I'm uh, Zach. A shout out to you though. You're doing the Alcatraz. Yes. Don't take Joe with you because if he swam, you'd have to be pulling out. Can I get away with the Squidward in 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 the bay? Okay. So we were we were just talking about who's so who's gonna listen to this? We're oh we're talking about who's gonna listen. So who's gonna listen to this? Four people, us four. 
Yeah, right? well. It's going maybe, viral. It's going maybe, viral. Yeah. It's maybe Lori, maybe Lori Tom's famous. wife will be nice and listen to it, right? We're going to have I, at so, least 20. We should say You were talking about the minimum of 20. You're talking about went to Boston. Marcy was there, right? Marcy, Donna. This is people in the running. Gary. Gary. Well, Steve. Sort of. Steve, Graber. Uh, Pierre was there. Joe. Pierre. um, Aaron and Jeff. So we had, you know. Burger's been there. Burger's been there a bunch. Laura's been there a bunch. But Shelly and Jim. Jim's done Iron Man in Louisville. So he's. That's pretty really, big. Yeah, there's been a lot. Of I know we're missing somebody, but I don't know who it is. And Shout out to all of did, them. When we were doing, mar- I tell you, one of the cool marathons we did we were Washington D.C. It was a Marine Corps marathon. Yeah. That oh was yeah. Fucking cool. We went with Pat. Did you do it? Pat Rafferty and Todd went, and that was a, that was a that was a cool one. You know, you do these things, and they're all it depends on what they are. Was that the one that you had? What was the one you told me about? You're running next to. Soldiers that have been in, and they're yelling at each other, and it's an intense. Going an inch at a time up these hills, and it's it's this was probably the best. If you if you if you can do it, you got to do it probably when you have when you feel in top condition because it's a tough race. But uh, that was probably the best, and they had that Occupy Wall Street bullshit going on at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, the so you're running along, and there's like warriors to your left. And pussies to your right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. No shit, man. Huh. And I'm just sitting there with goosebumps and almost have to take a piss. There, so they're watching that stuff evolve. Yeah, so it's guys that have been injured from guys in military women. services, right? Guys, and they're girls with their legs blown off because of the IEDs, yeah. whatever there are, and shit. And they're just yelling. And then you finish at the, uh, you know, when you finish, it's, first of all, um, it's probably, I don't know, maybe 50% are like me, never been in the military. But the rest of them are in the military, but the, all the water stops are by Marines. And when you finish up on this hill, it's I- Iwo Jima. I mean, it's a serious hill. They're out there in your ear saying you will not stop. They're everywhere along the course. When they see weakness, they're, they they zap it. I mean, they're in your face. Yeah, like military style. Like Let's military go, go, style. Go, go, so go, go, you know, go. military get it. So they might be deaf to it. But if you're a freaking civilian, like you yelling in your face, like you will not do it. And you start freaking getting it, man. And that's why that, that was the best part ever. Because Todd Potter knows what I'm talking about. He had yeah. it here in his ear all the way. So that's DC. You remember the title of that event? Marine Corps Marathon. The Marine Corps Marathon. Okay. Yep. yep. I'd yeah, like to so do that, that one of these days. Yeah, if you ever want to see, and you get to see the Capitol and stuff while you're doing it, or the whole area. Pentagon. That's cool. I love D.C. Huh? Pentagon, you get yeah, to see? You start the Pentagon? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it was a good time. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you were talking about the CrossFit bike. Oh, assault bike is just, a arms and legs on a bike, basically. So you're yeah, pulling so with your arms. Yeah, that's how embarrassing it was on the assault bike. So it was, so it was, you go as many calories as you can do in 25 seconds. Then you rest five minutes. Then you go 30 seconds. Rest five minutes. Go 40 seconds. And uh, so the first 25 seconds, I did 10 calories. And there was uh, one guy, the one guy, and he's actually an uh, ex-army guy, did 51. Jeez. In 25 seconds. And so I, yeah, it's just crazy. Those yeah. guys that have that big mass right. can go so much faster on the bike than I can go. The only thing about the assault bike that frustrates but me. But let me tell you this. 
I can kill him in the mile. <laughs> Any distance running, we love oh, on the CrossFit. So my dad's also a CrossFit member. Killed if you listen to the mile. podcast with me and Josh, we Josh talked about wanting to do it too. And so my dad, through my sister and her husband, have done CrossFit, and they got us into it. And dad gets into it, and we both. I won't hear from my dad or my sister in a while. But when there's a CrossFit workout with anything more than a 500-meter run in it, we all text each other and are like, are you going? Because we know we're all three of us, yeah. all three of us roots. Well, I guess yeah, she's not a, a root anymore. But, there. yeah, if there's it a mile in there, the roots are chomping at the bit. Yeah. That Leveling that out. out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love that. And so, yeah, yeah all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. These two old men got to get to bed. Gotta go to the bathroom at our age. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks. Hello, all you listeners. First and foremost, I want to say thank you for tuning in. I also want to thank Joe, Tom, and my father, Steve, for stopping by and sitting down and having a chat with me. If you guys want any more information about us, feel free to follow us on Instagram at offthefrontpc with underscores instead of spaces. You can follow me, Root Zachary, R-O-O-T-Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y on Instagram. That's all one word. And feel free to follow Josh at Turt McGirt. That's T-U-R-T underscore M-C underscore G-U-R-T. Thanks again for listening, and hope you have a great one.